Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 22 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. This is the third of three episodes that explores the impact of motivation on sports performance. The topic for today's episode is goal setting. Goal setting is a simple and practical mental tool you can use to maintain a high level of motivation. For some very elemental reason, people respond to goals in a very deep and personal way. The experience of setting a goal, working toward a goal, and achieving a goal has a powerful emotional resonance that causes us to continue to strive higher for the goals we set for ourselves. Two emotions that I previously talked about, pride in putting forth the effort in pursuit of the goal, and inspiration in having accomplished the goal, play a central role in the impact that goal setting has on our motivation. Aside from the deeper motivational influence that goal setting has on you, it also has real practical value because goals offer two essential things that fuel your motivation. First, goals provide the destination of where you want to go. This endpoint is important because if you don't have anywhere you want to go, you're not going to have the impetus to break the inertia of where you are now. Second, having a place you really want to go doesn't have a lot of value if you don't know how to get there. Goals provide the roadmap for getting to your destination. Let me first share with you some keys to effective goal setting. There's been an enormous amount of research both within and outside of sport that has studied how goal setting can be used most effectively. The acronym SMARTER, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, represents the seven criteria that this research has found you can use to get the most out of your goal setting. And I should note that there are variations of what each letter in the acronym stands for. And I've chosen the ones that I think are most effective. The S stands for specific. Your goal should be very specific to what you want to accomplish. For example, if you're a lacrosse player, you wouldn't want a general goal such as, I want to improve my stick handling. Instead, you want to identify what aspects of your stick handling you want to get better at. A more appropriate goal might be, I want to improve my passing accuracy just outside the crease. The more specific you can get, the more you can focus on what you need to do in your training to improve that area. The M stands for measurable. One of the most robust findings from the research on goal setting is that do your best goals aren't very effective because they don't offer an adequate benchmark to strive for. Instead, you want to set goals that are measurable and objective. For example, if you're a basketball player wanting to improve her free throw shooting, a measurable goal might be, I want to raise my free throw accuracy from 71% to 80%. This type of goal clarifies the destination you want to arrive at, but it doesn't provide directions on how to get there. As a result, you also want to create a measurable goal that shows you the way. Continuing the basketball example, a good goal might be, my goal is to shoot 50 free throws three times a week for the next four weeks to raise my free throw percentage from 71% to 80%. The A stands for accepted. As I've talked about previously, ownership of your sport is essential for your athletic success. Ownership is no less important in the goals you set. Goals that are set by parents or coaches will not inspire or motivate you fully because they come from outside of you and you won't feel real buy-in because they aren't yours. When you set goals that you believe in deeply, they will be woven into the very fabric of your motivation and you'll almost have no choice about whether you strive for them. Because you own them, you can't not give your best effort in their pursuit. The R represents realistic. 
you want to set realistic goals, but not too realistic. Think of it this way. If you set goals that are too low, they will have little motivational value because you know you'll achieve the goal without much effort. Of course, you also don't want to set goals that are too high because you'll know that you can't achieve them, so you'll have little incentive to put out any effort. You want to set goals that are both realistic, but also challenging. Realistic meaning that you can actually achieve them and challenging because your only chance of achieving them is by working really hard in pursuit of those goals. You want your goals to lie just a bit beyond your reach, requiring that you really stretch with your effort if you want any chance of attaining them. The T in Smarter represents time limited. Open-ended goals haven't been shown to be effective because there is no urgency behind them. You can accomplish the goals whenever you want. The best goals are the ones in which there is a time limit for their achievement. This timeliness acts to incentivize you to work hard right away to meet the time limit. Particularly if the goals are challenging, meaning they aren't a sure thing, you will feel highly motivated to put in the time and energy necessary to reach them when you have set a deadline to achieve them. For example, if you're a cyclist and want to improve your power output, a goal might be, I'm going to work toward increasing my wattage by 5% by doing 45 minutes of interval training three times a week for the next six weeks. The E in Smarter stands for exciting. Your motivation to strive toward your goals is driven by the emotions you associate with those goals. As a result, you want to set goals that inspire and excite you. These emotions can be the deciding factor in whether you achieve your goals, especially when faced with setbacks, failures, fatigue, pain, tedium, or the desire to do other more interesting things. As you set goals for yourself, put them to the excitement test. Ask yourself whether your goals generate strong and positive emotions in you. Lastly, the R in Smarter means recorded. Another robust finding in the goal-setting research is that you're more likely to stay committed to the pursuit of your goals when you write them down, not just type them into a computer, than if you just think about them. The benefit appears to be due to several things. First, the physical act of writing your goals appears to somehow imprint them more deeply into your psyche. Second, writing them down also seems to make the goals more tangible and real. Third, the explicitness of writing down your goals seems to create a greater sense of ownership of them, a sense of accountability toward the goals that makes you really feel more compelled to focus on and strive toward your goals. Fourth, a common mistake that many athletes make when they complete their goal setting is to file them away and forget about them. Instead, you should take your written goals and put them up where you can see them regularly, for example, in your bedroom or in your locker. This constant reminder keeps your goals at the forefront of your mind and, as a result, keeps you focused on accomplishing them. In addition to these smarter criteria, there are several other guidelines that can be beneficial in setting goals that will offer you the maximum value. First, focus on degree of attainment. Despite the fact that setting goals has been studied for decades and we have a pretty clear picture of why, how, and when it works, goal setting is still an inexact science. What makes goal setting a less than precise endeavor is that it involves human beings who are in general pretty unpredictable creatures. It's impossible to set goals that you can be sure you can achieve or if you achieve them, predict when that will happen. Because of this uncertainty in the goal setting process, your focus when you set and strive for goals should be on their degree of attainment, not absolute attainment. Let me explain what I mean by this. 
Absolute attainment means accomplishing the goal in its entirety. For example, if you're an equestrian show jumper who's been clearing three-foot fences and you set a goal of clearing nine-foot fences within 16 weeks, you must clear at least that height for your goal to have been achieved successfully. Because the uncertainty of setting goals, adhering to absolute attainment is a recipe for failure. Absolute attainment leaves only a small window of accomplishing the goal and a very large window for not. In contrast, degree of attainment emphasizes improvement toward the goal. Returning to the equestrian example, if after 16 weeks you've cleared three foot three inch fences, Though your absolute goal wasn't attained, your improvement would be deemed a success. With degree of attainment, as long as you're showing progress toward a goal, you are on the right track. After the time frame specified in the goal has been passed, you can then use that information related to your improvement to modify the goal accordingly, either changing the goal outcome or simply extending the time needed to reach the goal. For example, again returning to the equestrian example. Because progress was made toward the goal, you have two options. First, you can stick with the goal of clearing three foot nine inch fences and just give yourself another four weeks to achieve the goal, or you can downgrade your goal to three foot six inches within the next four weeks. In either case, the goal will hopefully continue to motivate you to aim higher and work harder to achieve it. Next, make your goals public. Still another result commonly reported in the goal-setting research is that you are more likely to adhere to your goals if you make them public, meaning you share them with others. You might do this by showing them to your coach, friends, or family, or you could post them on your social media for your followers to see. By doing so, not only are you accountable to yourself, but also to everyone with whom you shared them. The upside to making a public declaration of your goals is that you will receive a lot of support and encouragement from those with whom you shared your goals, which will hopefully motivate you to work ever harder as you pursue your goals. The downside is you might not achieve your goals and have to publicly admit this failure to do so. You may feel some embarrassment for that failure. Hopefully though, you will know that those with whom you share your goals care about and support you regardless of the outcome. So the upsides of public declaration of your goals will outweigh the downsides. Another thing you can do is review your goals regularly. As I just stated, goal setting is an inexact science in which establishing precise goals that are achievable with certainty is really difficult. As a consequence, you should view goal setting as a dynamic and ever evolving process of review, adjustment, and recommitment. You should make it a habit to review your goals on a monthly basis and compare them to your actual progress. It can also be helpful to review them with your coaches who can provide useful feedback you can then use to make adjustments that will further motivate you to pursue your goals. Lastly, I want to talk about the different types of goals to set. Goal setting involves establishing a series of goals that start big picture and get increasingly specific and actionable. First, long-term goals what you ultimately want to achieve in your sport. For example, maybe win an Olympic gold medal or play in college. Yearly goals, what you want to achieve this year. For example, qualifying for a new level of competition such as states or nationals, getting a certain ranking or having a certain one loss record. From there, you set performance goals. That is what results you need to achieve to achieve your yearly goals. For example, finish in the top 10 to qualify for a big competition or achieve certain game statistics. Next, preparation goals. How you need to train to reach your higher goals. And these preparation goals might involve physical training, 
technical training, or mental training. Lastly, lifestyle goals. That is what you need to do in your general lifestyle to reach the above goals. For example, sleep, nutrition, and study habits. To wrap up, you want to decide on what you think are reasonable goals using the SMARTER guidelines, as well as the other criteria I just described. If you're unsure of the goals to set, I recommend that you sit down with your coaches and prepare your goals collaboratively, as they often have experience and perspective on your development that can help you set the best goals that will motivate you most. From Muhammad Ali, what keeps me going is goals. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 22 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 23 in the near future.